Welcome to Beauties and Banter, a lifestyle podcast where we are relevant, witty, and opinionated. Okay, y'all, the banter is brewing. It's time to sip some tea, so let's get into it. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) Here we are again. Happy Sunday, y'all. Sunday fun day. Actually, happy Monday for y'all. But it's Sunday, Sunday for us. Sunday to us. Right. <laughs> How was your weekend, Renee, girl? My weekend was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Friday, uh, I, I didn't do anything Friday. I was supposed to. And, and I think you were supposed to come with me. We going to get to me <laughs> and my uh, disappearing acts. <laughs> I definitely was supposed to come with you. And then I'm going to just say that I got home a little late and I'm on the phone with you. And then when, you know, how you don't want to really go somewhere and you're like, oh, girl, should I go? Right. No, girl, stay at home. Okay. I'm of no help to encourage anybody to get out of the house. Never call me if you were trying to be pumped up to leave because I'm going to be like, girl, just lay down like I'm doing. (laughs) Miss who is always on the go, please. But when I am down, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) True. True. (laughs) And then Saturday, oh my God, we had so much fun yesterday. Hey, Leroy Hawkins. Ooh, we hey. Hashtag follow the crane. Mm-hmm. That was fun yesterday. Yeah. So yesterday, Renee and I went to a pretty cool event in Wicker Park in Chicago. It was a spoken word slash art mm. exhibit slash day party vibes. Mm-hmm. And I got my whole artistic life just handed to me. Because, you know, sometimes as artists, and I consider us artists, because yes. we do more than just um, one facet of art, uh, that we get stuck in a rut sometimes. Mm-hmm. Especially with writing, you can just not be led to write or not have inspiration to write. And so a lot of times, not a lot of times, but recently I've been stuck in that mode where I just haven't been as motivated to write as I used to be. Mm. I used to write every single day. And so now um, I only write sometimes. And yesterday was just like a rejuvenation for me as an artist to say and give me like that energy that I needed. So I feel really, really good and very excited about going into the next couple of weeks and getting some stuff done. So we went to a, um, event. So we've been talking with, um, LaRoyce Hawkins. So he's a Chicago native and he is on Chicago PD. He's on Instagram at, at Royce the voice, but it's V O Y C E. And, um, it was pretty cool because I learned about him from Renee because she is, Man Crush Monday all over him. <laughs> Since he's been on Chicago PD, by the way. <laughs> and I wasn't watching the show, but I was like, okay. And um, I was like, okay, he cute. And they used to do uh, this spoken word event we had talked about going. Um, and so a friend of ours invited us to this, and it was with him. And it was it was so cool. I think we talked about like how it was just a very unexpected, you know, like mm-hmm. we didn't know what to expect because it was like an art exhibit, but then it was like kind of like a DJ there. So we were like, okay, let's see. Um, 
So shout out to Royce the Voice, LaRoyce Hawkins. We love what you are doing. His brand is Be Powerful. So it's yes. just so great to see brother from Chicago living out his dreams, but also giving back to his community um, and putting a, a event together where um, artists um, and people of color can come together. Um, and I want to read this quote, um, because the energy was so great. Um, there was a lot of like call and response and he was doing some spoken word and he really got everybody in engaged. And at the end he talked about intention and how he, you know, sets intentions and, um, he had everybody kind of put their drink up in the air. Um, and this is what we said. It was to the vibe in the air. If it comes, let it, if it goes, let it. Breathe in the moment and the spirit won't forget it. That was so powerful, y'all, in yes. that moment. Um, so, yeah, so that that was our, our Saturday. Um, I had got up earlier that morning and uh, went to dance class. Um, I tried this new dance class at um, the studio that I love. It was like majorette-style dancing, and it was so good y'all I burned like 450 calories and we were going the whole time and I gotta tell y'all this because y'all know I'm stupid I put this on my Facebook but you know it was uh, kind of like some you know twerking body rolling moves and you know a lot of that and at one point we were like body rolling and the instructor was walking around <laughs> and because I was new to her class y'all know I always been doing like dance classes but I try new classes at different gyms she walked up and was like, girl, what's your name? You're rolling your hips better than me. And I was like, boo, I'm new to your class, but I'm not new to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not new to the game. <laughs> Dirty one. She can roll. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. Um, so, yeah, so that was good. And um, we are in, well, I am in countdown mode to my Paris trip. So, yeah, uh, yeah, you are in countdown mode. Let's Sorry. correct that because I'm not going, unfortunately. Can you fit my suitcase? I wish. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So, um, so good weekend overall. And here we sit on Sunday, ready for a podcast, y'all. So, um, let's get to it. I'm. <laughs> I'm excited about this one. It's shady boots, but <laughs> <laughs> it's about to be funny, y'all. Um, I'm gonna let Renee introduce this this podcast topic. Mm, so we're gonna talk about today: internet cultures, pastors, and wannabes. So you wanna be a what? What? <laughs> mm -hmm. So. You know how people, you know, I guess I should ask you guys this. You guys want, do you belong to the church of IG, Snapchat, or Facebook? <laughs> Have you signed up for a coaching program that didn't deliver everything that you needed to and it didn't work? You know, there's always these fake and phony and bogus people look for the innocent and hardworking people to take advantage of. Don't let that be you. Do not let that be you. And if they are preaching from the gospel of Mark, Matthew, Luke, or John, that's great. Amen. Or are they preaching from the gospel, offering tithes to the church, tithing to the church of Periscope and Prosperity? Oh, not the Church of Prosperity. Mm, and the Periscope. Church of Periscope. Church of Periscope and Prosperity. Are you a member of that church? What's going on? We want to know. So that's the tea and um, the shade that we're talking about today. <laughs> yeah, y'all. Facebook preaching. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and internet coaches. 
So this came um, because I saw this meme and it said, imagine, I can't even get through reading it without laughing. Oh God. It said, imagine they delete Facebook and boom, you're not a pastor anymore. <laughs> right. So it just made me You holler. lose your whole entire congregation. <laughs> just throw the congregation away. Like, but that's how I was preaching. And the point of that is that, <laughs> that <laughs> while online platforms are great and, you know, you can have online businesses, right? Mm-hmm. The reality is that you have a lot of, and we're not just going to be talking about like preachers, like when they mention like coaches, relationship experts, we're going to get to them in a minute too. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, boom, now you don't have any more to convince. So this is obviously a person who has no other credentials, no real church or Bible study class where he's teaching to. It's just all on Facebook. Um, and so, you know, there is a lot of that, y'all. Like, y'all know y'all have seen them on Instagram. You all know you get the Facebook Live uh, mm-hmm. notifications or some girlfriend to share with y'all, these online preachers or whatever. <laughs> Where are they credentials at? These online preachers and teachers. Where they go to Bible school at? Mm-hmm. Where did they get their calling from? Who who did you go to get ordained at? Or where did you go to get ordained? Yeah. And I don't want to shade the ordaining and schooling too much. Because right. um, I do believe God can call you and that you can go into ministry without um, those credentials, in a sense, mm-hmm. if you will. But those... Because there's people in my family who have done that. But they also have congregations and <laughs> communities and people and that they have impacted. So they got something behind that. They not just on top of not having the credentials. Also like not having true members or whatever. But just YouTube subscribers or something like that. Um, so I think you just have to be careful, right? And even when you talk about like the coaches and the experts, um... You know, it's just like, okay, who are they really? You know, don't be so impressed with a quote from a meme, you know, that gets shared viral that you're not looking at, you know, Mm -hmm. what the source of it or the context of it. You know, because I think sometimes, like, something sounds good or whatever, but it's just like, okay, but where is that person's perspective coming from? And also understanding is that relevant to like you, you know, so, and we say that because what you have is these people who become followers of these coaches, pastors, experts, and they buy in, in a sense, they buy into Mm -hmm. their message that they're selling. And I say selling because there's usually a book, a product, a bracelet or something behind them getting your coins all in the name of the Lord. Not just the Lord, but also the, the people's. Because, man, I got to tell you, my email is on overload. I have to unsubscribe to some of these people because all it seems is that they're asking for money or they're asking for you and they're asking for money for their services or for their programs or for their book. Like, just the way you just said, all of that things. And it just becomes very overwhelming. Every time I freaking open an email, you ask me to buy into something. Seriously? And Renee and I are not hating because, as you both know, Renee and I are authors. 
Mm-hmm. I, you know, have sold my services. I've hosted workshops. Renee has done workshops. Mm-hmm. We both have coached before. But even in our own businesses, you know, I always made sure there was a balance yes. of providing a lot of free content to my subscribers um, and my community and not always asking them for something, you know. Mm-hmm. I give out free content every day. Every day I post something, it's free. I'm not asking you for anything. Yeah, and I've had free workshops. I've had free webinars. So, um, But what I was saying is, you know, people buy into this, truly buy into it. Um, and, you know, they, are, they can get really in, into it. You know, it can, like, really be like, um, no, I follow so-and-so, so-and-so, and anybody that doesn't follow them, like, they're fighting online. I've seen... It's not that serious. Yeah, there's a popular... I don't even want to say her name because <laughs> I'm telling you, this girl, it's like the beehive. There's this particular preacher. She's a woman. and she Now, she actually has a real church now. But anyway, I'm not going to say her name. I know, I'm legit low-key scared of her followers. <laughs> I used to be a follower of hers myself. I'm low-key scared of them because I have seen them, like, go at it in the comments, you know, with other people who will, like, hop on and maybe say, like, well, I don't think, you know, your opinion on this is right or, like, you know, that's not the right view of, you know, like, this scripture interpretation or whatever. And baby, them <laughs> followers of her will come in and come in. Well, who are you? And they just be going back. She don't even have to do anything. So what I'm saying is like mm-hmm. people buy in so much that like they have this like community or whatever that's like in a sense now like fighting and standing up for them. And then what happens is that when something, you know, perhaps like happens within that ministry because this person did have something happen, which is one of the reasons why I kind of stopped following her as much or whatever, because I thought the situation was a little, like, shady mm-hmm. or whatever, and was showing maybe some of her true self that wasn't particularly, like, Christ-like, in my opinion, or whatever. It's like they, they came for the person who was, like, you know, impacted by her, who was a victim of some of her behavior. They started coming for wow. that person. And, like, you just trying to do this to damage her and this 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 and it just it like grows and like it can become like a cult following and Mm -hmm. this this other blogger actually wrote a post about this particular preacher and the cult following that she had in a sense you know and talked about how like people have bought into this and it's maybe not necessarily um you just have to like check, right, that these things are really biblically sound um, and that this is something that, you know, if you are a Christian, you know, in this aspect of talking about, you know, like this preacher, like, you know, just ha- having your own relationship with God and, mm-hmm. and being in tune to the Holy Spirit yourself. And um, because a lot of these um, online preachers have agendas. And so they're going to tailor their content um, towards that. They're going to say the right things that will trigger some feeling in some person. And then they're going to come right in and be like, now buy this book. Now sign up for this conference. And, you know, I I remember listening to a sermon one time and this Facebook preacher. Again, (laughs) I had fell victim myself. He was a Facebook preacher. 
Um, I think he worked at a church, but he wasn't like preaching at a church. So Facebook was his pulpit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he was like involved. the church of Facebook and, and Christ. <laughs> but he was starting this like Facebook Live series on this um, topic or whatever. And I was like, oh, this is a good, like, relevant topic. It was, like, for singles or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, yep, I'm going to, like, listen. And I was like, this is so great that he's doing this. And then it was like, you know, now, and I'm putting all this together and, you know, buy the seven-day devotional and it's this much. And I was like, oh, you know, I kind of felt a little, like, victimized. Man, and when your gut like, tells you, listen. And I understand, y'all, it's a business. But this, this is, I will say, is the biggest difference that... Um, which I know is why a lot of people have problems with. Now, we talking about online preachers, but let's talk about the real ones. Hello? The reason people do have problems with Joel Osteen, T.D. Jakes. Now, they are some of me and Renee's personal favorites. Mm-hmm. Renee used to attend Joel Osteen's church. I was I want, a member. I want them people like, what's Miss Benina from Living Color? But no, I say nothing bad about Miss Jenkins. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, he's a nice man, you know, but... That is the T.D. Jakes, the uh, Joel Osteen's, the, you know, um, Kenneth Copeland's, the, you know, all of the the people that are now authors and all this, they have a product. And it is, I remember the days with church and preaching, it was just the word. Mm -hmm. And be blessed, get to know Jesus, go to heaven. They wanted you to live right. It was about salvation. And now you feel like you get a sermon and the agenda is all to motivate you to buy a Joyce Meyer, another one of my favorites. But, you know, these are the criticisms. And even being a follower of theirs, I do see myself that it's just like every time there's a preaching or every time there's an event, there's some type of product behind it. And I know that, like, church is a business now, right? But when I was growing up, church wasn't a business. It sure was not. Church was a nonprofit, and money. Yes, you have to take care of your pastors because they're devoting their full work there, so they get a salary. But other than that, any little extra money the church had, they was giving back to the community. They was giving into mm-hmm. the church to make it better. Um, and it has just really like changed. And and I don't want to like hate on that, which is why, like I said, I'm a fan of all of those ministers and. I've been impacted by their ministries, but I think because of that, that has what made this, like, people want to hop online and do the same, because they're looking for that same result. So they're like, I may not have a congregation or whatever, but if I can hop online and say some of the same things they're saying and get people to buy my book, product, service, or whatever, like, I can make money off this too. Exactly. And then you're feeling like you just believe in it. I mean, I, I remember a time where... Uh, and I hate to always go back to my marriage, but this is like a lot of the times where some of these conversations relate. So here we go. <laughs> um, so back a couple of years ago or several years ago, because it's been a, a minute, uh, my at the time husband and I, we got invited by his mother to go to her new church. So she had been going to this church for a little bit and she was really enjoying it. And I don't know, I just had this vibe in the beginning, um, even before we went, of how I kind of felt. Like, But I was like, okay, I'm open to it. I'm not going to like have this idea of who this pastor is when I don't even know them. So we go to this church, and it's a small church, but it's also kind of a mid-sized church. It's not as 
it's not so small where you can turn around and see everybody in the church, but it's not so big as to where you don't know when new members come. So just keep that in mind because I'm going to reference that part in a little bit. So we're at church and we are uh, going through everything. They call the pastor Bishop. So his name was Bishop Michael somebody. I can't remember the last name. And if I did, I wouldn't say anything anyway. But at any rate, so... Girl, don't have people coming. Right, <laughs> right. Bishop Michael. So Bishop Michael is, is the guy. And he is preaching. And they're having... Um, when we first get there, they have an offering. When mid-service, they're having an offering. Um, and they had a, another offering at some point, too, before church was all over. And Pastor want, Bishop wanted for people to pay for him and his family to eat because um, that's what they were supposed to be doing. And But meanwhile, Bishop had this new brand new Cadillac that he just got that was sitting out in the parking lot in his spot. And don't Let's think I didn't, right, I didn't peep that when we were walking in. I did because <laughs> why I'm really perceptive. So anywho, we are in church and... Uh, Bishop says, somebody got a check. Ooh, huh? He got a check for $29.83. Ooh, down to the penny. Down to the penny, yes. And that person who got that check, they're (laughs) supposed to be turning it over to me. Yes, sign that check over. I know you're struggling. I know you're having hard times. But God told you for me to tell you that that check belongs to the church. Okay. This church in particular. No. This church in particular <laughs> signed it over to Bishop Michael. All right. So, all right. I'm a little like, all right, what's going on here? So the person's like, it's me. It's me, Bishop. Let me sign my check over to you. I got the check for the $29.83. Let Did me sign really? this over to you. I don't Did know. They it? didn't show it. Um, and of course, they're not going to show it. Because it probably wasn't true, was what I'm thinking, but who knows? Yeah, probably. (laughs) So then we're in church, and like I said, so back to the part where I said it wasn't, it's a like a not a small enough church to like look around, you know everybody, but not, it's also kind of mid-sized where you know when new people come. So they're doing the prayer thing, um, praying at this point, and then they have like different people who are supposed to be prophets, and they're like, you! And I'm like, looking around, and they're pointing, you! And I'm in the back, mind you, so I'm still looking around, like, who they pointing to screaming, you? about you, girl. Yes, they were. <laughs> they were talking about me, so I pointed to myself, me. Yes, you. Come up front, because we need to pray for you. God told us that you need prayer. God ain't tell you that I needed no prayer, because I know what I mean, need. Me and Jesus, we homies. and the last time that I talked to him which was today he told me I was good so no I don't need prayer no thank you not to a church that knows that I'm a new person that's coming in to a church that knows down to a penny of how many how much somebody's struggling check was not to a church that uh is asking for money to feed his family when he got a brand new Cadillac sitting outside in his parking spot Mm -hmm. no thank you you don't need to pray for me because that's what they said they wanted to do. We need to pray for you. Come here. So I was like, no, no, thank you. I'm good where I'm standing. Can we come to you? All right. Well, because at this point, I'm making a scene. Right. So they come over to me. Somebody grabs me and holding me, and she praying over me. Hallelujah. Y'all, I felt so uncomfortable and so uneasy. Like, I knew in my spirit, and when you feel something in your spirit, listen to it. 
When you feel something in your gut, listen to it. It's not right. And sometimes we ignore those little somethings, but I call them somethings from God because God is trying to tell you something. So, what else became of the bishop? I don't know what became of the bishop because I stopped. I was like, I I need to leave. So I walked out shortly after that, uh, and we waited for the rest of everybody outside. And then um, I know she went for a couple more times, but I would think that he probably ended up in somebody's jail or something. I don't know. <laughs> that's was just my scandalous? opinion. I think he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, and we're not picking on church by any means. No. Um, at all, because we are church goers ourselves, you know, but this is like kind of some of the realities, especially you think about online. Um, and then, you know, let's talk about these male relationship experts. So, and I am particularly going to pick on the male relationship experts that love to tell women. Now, I believe that we need the man's perspective and, you know, um, dealing with relationships. But it's just so odd to me, the prevalence of male relationship experts who their whole business is about telling women what they should and should not be doing. Mr. Harvey. Huh? Mr. Harvey. What, Mr. Harvey, Mr. Harvey. And a lot of these at this and at that. And this, now me and Renee, Renee said, now, I'm calling Renee out, y'all. Call me out. Renee sent me a meme from one of them. <laughs> Child. And the meme, now, I don't care about it. somebody coming for us on him. So it's this guy, Derek Jackson. He spells Jackson kind of funny. But um, <laughs> she sent me this meme. And I've seen his stuff before. But I'm like, I don't really know who the, this guy is. I don't know if he's like married or not. Whatever. But it was something about women. These are questions that you need to be asking on the first date. Instead of asking what you like to do for fun, you need to be asking, what do you like to do for growth? What podcast are you listening to? <laughs> what magazines do you read? What books? Blah, 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 blah. That's you need to be asking. Because da, 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 da. And I'm like, duh. <laughs> but, that's, but for everybody, not for everybody, because sometimes I don't ask those questions. I'm guilty of not always asking. I don't think so you- to me, that particular thing meant to me like, oh, man, man, this. Like, oh, yeah, this is what I do need to be doing. Thanks for the reminder. No, you need to be going on a first date trying to get to know somebody and having a good time and have fun. That's You know, and I I think that's part of it. Like, just go out. Just date. Like, don't try to, like, be having somebody tell you what you need to be saying on the first date. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I I don't necessarily, I wasn't, I didn't take it that way. Okay, what? You ask that question, then he tells you, yeah, I listen to Beauties and Manta podcast. (laughs) Yes, I watch CNN nightly, and I read two books a month. That don't mean nothing. It doesn't mean a thing. But if you (laughs) see that there's some growth that's, you know, that can potentially come from that. So if he tells me... You don't know that on the first date, You don't. But then you remember that for, like, the next couple of dates. Or the next time you have that conversation in the future. The man got a zillion and million likes and comments. Way more than I get. So clearly, I guess I'm just hating. But it just Derek, felt- I like you, by the way. <laughs> I'm just saying. And I asked Renee, who is he? Is he married? Does he have children? 
And she couldn't tell me. And I don't know. Okay. So I just like some of the stuff he say. Right. But again, what space is it coming out of? This is how I feel. And and I mean, this goes like pre-social media. I remember Mm -hmm. I used to read this author's books and she wrote a lot of books for single women, but it was about like relationships and stuff. And I'm kind of like, where your man at? You know? So I just, (laughs) and it's like this woman still has never been married. And I just feel like, especially when it comes to, like, relationships, I want to hear from somebody who has had a successful, healthy relationship or maybe somebody who hasn't and is sharing, like, their journey, like, as related to that, right? Mm -hmm. Or sharing, um, like, the mistakes they've made. So you mentioned Steve Harvey. Now, I don't... I know when he came, everybody's like, he's been married three times, this, this, this. And I saw that from a perspective of... Yeah, so he could tell you a lot about what what he did wrong, what he did wrong, and what the game is, and what we can learn from it. He is currently in a healthy marriage, you know, um, and it's very similar to. I know a lot of people like criticize like um, Devon Franklin and Megan Good. You know, mm-hmm. somebody was like, "I need them to be married for five years and have a kid or something before they really go," you know, dealing out marriage advice or whatever. And so, the reason I ask that about that man is just to be like, okay, well, who is he? Or whatever. Because I can get online and say something, like, catchy or whatever and get everybody liking and commenting, but I don't, it'll just be because there are women that are vulnerable enough and that they know women are out there that are desiring marriage and all these kind of things, and they'll tell you that. So, now he's going to have some woman on the first day asking somebody what they do for growth. And they ain't gonna like the ounce they get, and they're gonna be like, next. So, so let me tell you this. So, I was having a conversation with this guy um, through text because it was the online thing. And he said, we were talking about um, like different interests outside, interest outside of who we, you know, what we do outside of work. And so, he was saying how he wanted to eventually have this youth group and he wanted to do this and do all of these different things, some of the similar interests that we had. So one of the questions that I did ask him is, what are you doing to get to your goal? Or have you done anything towards your goal? So you asked him what Derek Jackson told you. No, I didn't. (laughs) It wasn't what Derek Jackson, I mean, it was along those lines, yes. But I did ask that because I was curious. Like, at this point, I want to know, if you're bringing this up, are you a talker or are you a doer? Yeah. So this is what I'm trying to figure out. And so I'm okay with asking those questions, and that's why but I like feel that was natural, it. right? Yeah, like, for me, that I wasn't asking because Derek said it, yeah. But I mean, like, my point was, like I was saying back to you, is those kind of things should naturally come up when you are getting to know somebody and conversing with them. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, because he started automatically sharing about his goals and what he wanted to do, a follow-up question is like, oh, well, what are you doing towards that? Like, or whatever. You know, I just feel like, that's natural, right? You did that on your own without mm-hmm. ever having Derek's meme in your life. Or well, I did see the meme, and, and that did prompt me to... Beforehand, I may not have asked that question. I mean, really? I don't know. Maybe not at that time. Mm-hmm. There there are things that I look back on, and I'm like, dang, I wish I would have asked that at this time more. Maybe I, I would have found out. I mean, out. there's an audience. All of, These people got zillions of followers, so, you know, mm-hmm. clearly... Um, more than us. And I think that's the thing. I think there's an audience for that. Um, I want to reference one thing too. Um, Awesomely Lovey, who is hilarious. 
she has been talking about this for like years. She has several blog posts on her uh, site about uh, janky relationship experts and like how tired <laughs> of them she is. And um, y'all know she is hilarious. So I'm just going to quote this from one of her articles. This one is from 2012. And the blog was titled, No Country for Janky Relationship Experts Ever. And she says, I blame the lonely women who sop up this bad advice like Cheddar Bay Biscuits and Red Lobster. I blame them for being willing audiences to relationship experts and their raggedy advice that ain't worth a damn. I really do. And she says, um, people love to prey on these women's vulnerabilities. They're doing it and making mad money from it, and I'm super over it. And so I think that's my struggle with it, is that I know there's an audience for that, and I think that's good that like you can read something and get something out of it and take an action because I have found things on social media obviously as well and taken advice from that and put that into play or whatever. I guess what I'm talking about is that like, you know, some that are doing it and they're doing it from an inauthentic place and mm -hmm. it's very manipulative all about like making like money. Oh yeah. And then especially when some of the stuff is like so basic or whatever. Um it's, it's like, for me, I need, like, a little bit, like, more substance or whatever. Um, because I did. Like I said, like, I I can't say that I'm, like, a big Steve Harvey. Like, I'm not like, go, Steve Harvey. But, like, that book really was good. Like, I read it, you know. Yeah. And, and there was a lot of good, like, insight and advice there. Um, I feel like it gave a lot of substance. And I just feel like sometimes on, like, social media with these people, it's, like, the quick, like, one-liners or whatever. And I know people who have bought into these, to your point, going back to these coaches. You know, they see something online and they mm -hmm. go and buy their programs, their products. And then they're like, this content wasn't even really nothing. Like, yes, you know, all they got is the, the one-liners and the, what they're putting on social media. But they don't have anything else to offer. And so people get like duped in a sense. Yeah, and it's hard to, like, you got to make sure, like, you read the fine print. What's your refund policy? Like, you know, do you have a coach? Because every coach should have a coach, in my opinion. And every pastor needs to be pastored. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Are they certified or are they licensed? What's their backstory? Do they have struggles? Where did they come from? So like Toya was saying about the relationship experts, you know, what's his background? And, and no, I don't know Derek's background, but I'm not buying into like any of whatever he's selling. Have we figured out if he's married or in a relationship? I think he's in a relationship because I think I, I did read in a comment that he said something about, I no, I'm good. I have who I'm supposed to be with or something like that. But I've never gone to look up his backstory because I, I just, I don't buy like spend money mm -hmm. with him. Yeah. So that doesn't, I just read some of the stuff. Some See of the stuff that selling. he, that he has appeals to me. So that's why. I read and I follow him. Um, so back to the, but, but, but back to what's the backstory? What are the, what were their struggles? What are their accomplishments? Do they have success stories of coaching somebody else and being successful? So how are you going to coach me? But you ain't never coached, you know, anybody else or you haven't made anyone else successful or you haven't been successful. You still living at home in your mama's basement. Like, how you going to coach me? Mm -hmm. Who going to coach me, boo? Come on. Like, really? So, can their po co um, pro coaching program be modified? Because it's not a one-size-fit-all. 
So you can't tell me that everything that you're buying into is going to fit my business exactly. No, it's not. Because every business model is different. Every business need is different. Every relationship is different. So we have to be careful when we're going out to these. So you have to make sure that you're asking the right questions. And while Toya is still looking up information, because she is super, <laughs> she is super sleuth. I'm just gonna let. I'm you trying know. to figure out what he's selling because I know he's selling something. Mm-hmm. He's selling a card game. Card games mentally stimulate me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so F boy flashcards, child. I, <laughs> I, now, I've never, like I said, I've never looked into any of that because I'm not interested in buying anything that he's selling. So he's selling like relationship type of products, um, games you can play as a couple, games you can like probably play with your girlfriends, um, that kind of like fit with the brand. There's something on here called God don't like ugly playing cards. <laughs> that's interesting because that doesn't seem like that's. With his brand. Oh, gosh. All right, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> no, she's not, because I'm sure she's going to find out if he's married or dating or something at some point. Oh, so yeah. she ain't totally done. But while she's still looking, um, <laughs> just don't get scammed into online business coaches. Like, yes. make sure that they're not giving you a whole operation of empty promises. This There's this great Forbes article, and they give some advice, and they talk about uh, get personal recommendations, Look for ex- look for experts in business magazines and books um, because that's where you're going to find those types of people that you're looking for that you want to pay your money to. Take advantage of their free or low-cost training before spending serious money and learn to avoid scammers. Um, there's t- things that they talk about for the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, and um, they have a whole website for business opportunity scams and you'll find a lot of valuable information there on bogus business opportunities and work from home businesses. So that's a whole nother uh, entity within its own. So look for those things. And if you find that people are doing these things, there's an 800 number that you can call for the government to the um, FTC and complain. So don't be scarred, you know, turn them in. Yeah. Same. And there's been a lot of exposing of preachers, both online ones Mm -hmm. and real ones. Um, there are a couple of blog posts dedicated to those, and um, it's sad. You know, I think it's sad that, you know, that happens, because I think when you're dealing with people's faith, that's something that um, should not be taken lightly. And um, all I would have to think is that God deals with those men who use him and his platform to... Um, mistreat people and lie, cheat, and steal. You know, there are people who've had their money taken from them. Like, people that were given their last in retirement savings and stuff. They got scammed or whatever. And that causes them to, like, lose faith in God or whatever, too. Um, But remember, that's not God that's doing that. That's the person that's doing that. And every person is human. Yeah. And the only person that's perfect is God. Mm -hmm. So... I'm I'm not going to go on a tangent there. I'm just going to leave that right there for y'all to think about. So how do y'all feel about the wannabes? Um, I'm sure you all have come across them, like we said, whether it's some type of coach, whether it's the relationship expert, um, or the Facebook preachers or whatever. (laughs) How do you feel about them? How do you, like, in um, taking in, you know... um, 
in, in consuming social media and in, in consuming, you know, online content, how do you balance, you know, on whether like this is somebody I really want to like follow or not? What do you look for and mm-hmm. the standards of, you know, the leaders or whatever? We were talking about that this week in my um, Bible study group, you know, because we were just talking about this similar topic, you know, how there's just so much noise out there and it's just like beyond just, you know, the word and maybe your church, like you do want to find other you know, people where you can, like, you know, get a word from in a sense of being encouraged. And we were all talking about our struggle with, like, so much fakeness on social media and so much, like, drama with some of these people. Like, how do you determine who is a good person for you to follow and get good, you know, biblically sound, you know, content and inspiration from without it being attached to some drama? You pray for discernment before you start going into all that stuff. That's one. Yeah, that's it. So, so share with us what you all do. How did you pick your coach? You know, um, how as a coach yourself, do you uh, work to show people that are buying into your services that you are legit? You know, Um, because I know we have people who, yeah, offer up their services. How do you like me and Renee share like how we balanced when we were like heavily promoting our products, how we tried to balance that? Like, what do you do? Um, so chime in as always. Um, you can email us more topic ideas at uh, beautiesandbanter at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at beautiesbanter and share with us your thoughts. And as always, um, be sure if you're listening for the first time to go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And if you've been enjoying our podcast, we would love for you to give us a review on iTunes. Okay. Or Google Play Music. Yes. Can't forget about my Android people. Hey, y'all. <laughs> all right. We will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.